At precisely 4.37 a.m. this morning, I woke up freezing cold and shivering in my bed, but the room was pitch black, very unusual. So I looked at my phone and saw the time and wondered what on earth was going on. And despite grabbing this blanket here, as well as a couple of others, I just couldn't get warm and back to sleep. So I got up and ended up recording a couple of videos. And one of those videos you do not want to miss. It will be coming out on Monday. If you like conspiracy theories, then you are going to love that video. It has taken me months, probably four to five months of work. So definitely don't miss that video on Monday. But joking aside then, the other reason I couldn't sleep after that experience this morning was because my, my mind was racing as it does all the time with thoughts and ideas and concepts and uh, future pacing just thinking about all of these energy crises and warnings that we keep getting. And you'll remember a month or two ago, I talked about how there was already energy rationing in certain countries. China is a big one. They've had energy rationing for a long time now. India does it on and off uh, when it needs to. But for a lot of Western people, it's one thing to wake up at 4.37, shivering and freezing, and then you can just put on a couple of uh, sweaters, you can put some blankets on, you can get yourself warmed up. And then when you get up, make yourself a cup of tea uh, or coffee, put the heating on. Uh, th these are the solutions to such a problem. But imagine then that some of the articles that are coming out today actually come true. And that is that we're about to start seeing some energy rationing in Europe. Now, this will come as no surprise to you. I made a video just a few weeks back on this talking about why I thought that Russia could, um, in response to the sanctions, actually sanction back to the West and Europe by cutting off the energy. Or what they're actually doing is requesting payment in rubles now. And I just want to show you something on the shared screen here, actually. If you recall, I talked about why the sanctions wouldn't work against Russia and but of course, everyone was celebrating the sanctions and how the ruble was being destroyed. It was all over mainstream media that the ruble had been destroyed and the people were suffering. And this was a great thing because they put pressure on the leaders. I said at the time, none of this would happen. And of course, it hasn't happened. Actually, what's happened is this. Now, this is serious. This is the ruble to the euro. Uh, pretty consistent. And then it's just dropped off a cliff when the sanctions began. Well, look what's happened now the ruble is strengthening. It's getting stronger and stronger every day. What about against the British pound then? Same situation. It is getting stronger. It's actually recovered now to where it was beforehand and is even stronger than it was beforehand. Uh, US dollar then, you can see where it dropped off just here. It's already past that peak as well. Uh, and it looks to be strengthening. So actually, the sanctions have somewhat backfired now as the ruble is strengthening, as well as the Chinese yuan, as well as the BRICS nations, as well as India and Iran and all these other nations now uh, actually strengthening around Russia and making all these deals in, in a, a currency outside of the US dollar. Now, this is the problem. Now that all of these nations are and the thing is, people said, well, it doesn't matter if they do uh, do this. You know, they said this prior to. It doesn't matter if they do because they're so small that what sort of impact can they make? And again, this is a mistake that a lot of military strategists used to make in the day where they would say, ah, there's, you know, all these little groups here, these little tribes, they're no big deal. Yeah, they're no big deal until they all come together and then take you on 
head on. That's when it becomes an issue. So what's happening now then is a lot of countries have seen what um, has happened, the West and what they did with, with Russia, with the sanctions. And these countries are saying, okay, I need to be careful because now I know that US treasuries can be weaponized. I know that other central banks can weaponize the monetary supply. So it's of no you know, big surprise to me that these uh, nations have started to come together. Now, you'll remember on that previous video, I talked about how Russia could weaponize energy and natural gas in particular. So I just want to take you against the shared screen a moment and show you what's actually going on. So this is a BBC article, Germany and Austria take step towards gas rationing. So this just came out yesterday. And this is in response to Russia. Uh, again, we talked about this last week, demanding unfriendly countries pay for its gas in rubles or cryptocurrencies. Now, here's the crazy part of this. If you are a Western power like Germany and you get half your gas and a third of your oil from Russia, and you put a sanction on that country, why are you surprised that Russia have now turned around and said, look, look, look we don't want to receive um, anything other than rubles because you've already you know, taken that money as a sanction, all of the money that we had, uh, we can't risk it. Why would we give you our resources and get nothing in return or what we get in return could be confiscated again? So I, I get it. I completely get it. I, I don't understand why these leaders don't get it. To then start shouting and crying and saying, oh, Russia won't accept our, our euros. Well, no, of course they're not going to accept your euros. What? I mean, neighboring Austria relies on Russia much more for gas with a country getting 80% from Russia. I mean, 80%. Now look at this. What do the countries get their gas from Russia? France, 20%. Bulgaria, 90%. Poland, 50%. Greece, 40%. Italy, 40%. The Netherlands, 15 to 20%. And Britain, surprisingly, only gets about 3% of their gas from Russia. Now, this is an article from DW.com, and they are absolutely right. Any form of gas rationing would cripple the German economy. It would create shutdowns. It would create mass unemployment. There would be issues with uh, homes trying to heat their homes. I'm pretty sure uh, that, you know, a large amount of them use natural gas. And how long will it take, you ask, to get off Russian gas? Two years. Two years. Germany is unlikely to find enough alternative sources until mid 2024. And like a lot of European nations, did they fill up their gas storage facilities? No, they didn't. They're only about 25% capacity. You see, this is one of the issues with uh, governments. They're, they're very reactive. They're not proactive. You see, what they should have done was filled up all their cylinders when the gas was cheap, not wait until now and then decide they're going to fill everything up. Okay, here's an article from The Guardian. Half of Germany's 41.5 million households are heated by natural gas, while industrial users accounted for a third of the 100 billion cubic meters of national demand in 2021. Look, guys, let's just be honest here. Germany, Austria, uh, a lot of Europe is in big, big trouble, and there's going to be a lot of pain uh, coming down the line. As I mentioned, Monday's video that's coming out will explain just how painful all of this is going to be, and it's going to get a lot 
worse. This isn't just going to affect Europe. This is going to affect most countries around the world. Now, the main benefit that the USA has got right now is you might pay, say, $5 for a unit of gas versus Germany's paying something like $35 for that same unit of gas right now. In fact, this fuel issue is so bad that the USA is actually shipping diesel fuel to Germany right now as we speak. It's on the water. And this isn't just affecting gas. I mean, you know, this is affecting a lot of other fuels, a lot of other food sources as well. So ladies and gents, if you think this is just a one-off thing, believe me, I learned a lesson this morning. I made sure, right, I need to get another, you know, one or two of these blankets uh, just in case anything, anything major happens. And I've already mentioned wood burners, make sure that you've got alternative uh, heating fuels and sources just in case there are any issues going forward. All right, well, that's all we've got time for today. I will see you tomorrow for my favorite video of the week, the walk and talk. Uh, take care. God bless. See you soon.